Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Nigel. That's Jason Hammer right over there. We'll go to the hotline and bring on Tony Kinnett, host of the Tony Kinnett cast as well as investigative reporter for Daily Signal. Tony, the new article you have out is pretty eye-opening and, and somewhat terrifying, especially if you're a Jew uh, living in America. Uh, you detail how Jews are having to basically change the way they, they dress and travel and worship for fear of, of persecution from these, these anti-Israel protests, pro-Hamas movement types. Um, can you dig down into the weeds a little bit? You give several examples of what's going on. Yeah. So in states, not just in California and New York, where there are lots of examples, but even in Ohio, if a pro-Hamas group, usually around the universities, you know, because it takes college educated 20 year olds to be the stupid. And if they catch <laughs> a whiff of you being a Jew, they will desecrate Jewish cemeteries. Uh, they've spray painted museums, broken windows. Uh, they have surrounded and harassed Jews until police have had to come escort them out. Um, places harboring the Jews while the pro-Hamas protesters laid siege to the building have asked the Jews if they wanted to hide in the attic. So definitely no yeah. references to World War II there. It's just very scary. Uh, friends of mine who are Jewish have had to swap yarmulkes for uh, baseball caps, the little uh, head caps that a lot of Jews uh, wear. Oh, we had the story uh, yesterday, Tony, of the student at uh, Penn that held a press conference that was explaining some of the things that were happening to him as a Jewish student on these college campuses. Yeah, and uh, even a lot of Indiana police. So, so for example, Chris Radcliffe out in Henry County, he's uh, giving safety classes and, and basically around the entire country – Jews everywhere, even those who were previously maybe anti-gun, are taking concealed carrying classes. They're getting guns for their home, for their family. They're training in self-defense, which I think is phenomenal. I think what better time uh, to you know push the importance of making sure that you and your family stay safe yeah. than when you're targeted. And this is the norm. If you're a Christian or you're a Jew in this country, you do not enjoy the same political rights as those who are radical Muslims or those who are LGBTQ and the letters go on and on. But you can't even get the presidents of these universities to admit. Like, did you see the clip? We played it earlier. Representative Stefanik uh, from New York. She was trying to get the presidents of Harvard, MIT, and Penn to say, basically, no, it's not okay to call for genocide of the Jews on our campuses. And they couldn't do it. They, 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 their response was, well, it depends on what kind of context it's in. <laughs> there is no context when calling for the genocide of Jews. I honestly, it really does make me want to fly off the handle, but I'm not Rob Kendall. Uh, it makes my blood boil so much to see someone say, well, certainly you just don't like it when someone calls openly says, kill the Jews. You don't like that statement. They go, well, what's the context behind it? If you need context for someone saying kill all of this ethnicity, you're a clown. You don't belong around children. You don't belong around anyone in society. In fact, leave. I'll pay for your ticket out. And 
a great point was made by that Penn student. When it came to COVID restrictions, these presidents, they were all about keeping the students safe. And if you dared not wear a mask, not get the vaccine, do the smallest thing that's a violation of their COVID protocol, the university came down with the power of a million hammers. But when students are walking around seeing swastikas on campus and being threatened in some cases by actual faculty members, they're turning a blind eye to it. Oh, oh, and don't forget, Jason, do not forget that Kyle Kashev, survivor of the Parkland shooting, had his offer of admission to Harvard rescinded because an online chat Google Doc from when he was 14 was published in which Kyle Kashev had typed the N-word. So it's okay for pro-Palestinian protesters to get out there and say the K-word and call Jews horrible, awful, terrible names and, like you said, swing the swastika around. But if a boy says the n-word when he's 14 and he's a stupid young kid all of a sudden that's disqualifying this is the nation of double standard don't ever hire a harvard graduate don't hire ivy league graduates get rid of them they're not worth it it's not only a nation of double standards but it's it's a nation that's tone deaf after the christian school shooting in nashville by a trans person it was kareen jean pierre mourning trans people uh, when you see gigantic uh, anti-Israel protests, well, it's you got to watch out for Islamophobia. Islamophobia is a real problem. Last time I checked, I have not seen giant swaths of protesters shutting down bridges uh, in protest of the the Muslim community. Have you? No, this reminds me of Norm Macdonald in the 90s when O.J. Simpson was, you know, murdering people. And during his yeah. trial, uh, people were saying, you know, you know, the gloves fit. This is all really bad. You know, it's really bad that he murdered people. And then you started seeing the columns come out that were, well, have you ever thought how this whole trial makes O.J. Simpson feel? It's like, who, who cares? He killed his wife. What's wrong with you? And it's, uh, I think, important to point out, too, and this is a great reminder OJ has blocked you, Tony Kennett, on Twitter. <laughs> what? Really? That is true, yes. OJ oh. Simpson really does not like that I have uh, called him out for, you know, murdering people. Uh, <laughs> not for his driving habits, although really those aren't any better. Uh, chatting with Tony Kennett. He is the host of the Tony Kennett cast every night, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock here at 93 WIBC. He comes on right after we get off the air. Um, the Washington Post. They are the uh, latest media outlet to see their journalists go on strike. You put out an interesting tweet in regards to this, Tony. Lay out your thoughts on what you're seeing with a lot of these newspapers that have their journalists going on strike. I love it. I love it. I just, everyone, if you can all just go on strike, it would just make me so happy (laughs) because these left-wing journos, they're upset that, you know, the papers no longer paying for their cell phone plan like the indie star journalists were and so they go on strike and they're like we're gonna strike yeah we're so strong and then they realize nobody cared uh nobody actually pays attention to what these individual writers from these left-wing rags are writing and as the indianapolis star journos found out no one cares whether you're writing the piece or not no one's reading the indianapolis star the the paper's hemorrhaging it's what washington post is already figuring out it's so funny to watch the hubris of these left-wing journos who think they are the defending light of American democracy. I love watching that bubble just get popped 
like the moment that a kid arrives on a college campus and finds out he's not all that in a bag of chips. It's just so funny watching these left-wing journos who have ruined lives just be humbled and realize that they should learn to code or, you know, get a real job. (laughs) Many of these are the same type of people that have that profile picture on social media where they're looking off in the distance away from the camera because they're the voice of reason in this crazy, crazy world, Tony. Oh, it's just just so amazing. I mean, I I just, I read these articles, I just start to tear up because some Indianapolis Star article, they're they're like 15 articles on a local library. It's just so brave. Oh my God. (laughs) Now I know you feel the emotion. (laughs) You pay attention to this kind of stuff. There's another like local newspaper. I don't necessarily think it's a newspaper, local media outlet called mirror starting here in Indianapolis. Does this do anything for you? No, it's it's the new thing. So when you work for a failing newspaper and uh, it's getting ready to close because Gannett hasn't made money in like 10 years. The Indy Star. What you do is you, yeah, you, you start a little nonprofit, and it's with the same reporters, and it's got the same staff that are going to be writing the same garbage stories. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, it's another nonprofit. State Affairs, Capital Chronicle, and now Mirror Indy. They're all the same thing. They have former left-wing journos writing for their paper or their publication. You're going to get left-wing articles. Guess what doesn't sell in Indiana? Really far-left garbage journalism. So I mark my words, write it down. This is going to be another of the same lame publications. If I'm proven wrong, I will gladly come out and apologize. But no, I'm. this doesn't do anything for me. And In fact, I'm embarrassed that whatever corporate donor they found gave them money because what a waste. Find his work at DailySignal.com. You can find him on social media at The Tonus. Tony Kinnett is our guest, host of the Tony Kinnett cast weeknights here at 7 o'clock on 93 WIBC. Real quick, I'm, I'm wondering if you put yourself through that debate last week between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. Quite frankly, I went into it with a negative attitude, but I actually started to enjoy myself. I don't know exactly what the purpose of what I was watching, uh, what was happening last week, but your thoughts on uh, the red states versus the blue state debate with Sean Hannity. I think it was the most important debate that we have seen in 10 years. Really? I do. More so than like a presidential debate, like say between Trump and Hillary or Biden and Trump. Infinitely more important, even though I would put the Trump-Hillary debate where he said she would go to jail as a close second. (laughs) This was one of the most important debates. I think everyone should go back and watch it. It's on podcasts. It's also on YouTube. You need to watch it because what was on display last Thursday was the fate of the United States. It's either going to go in one or two directions, and that's far more important than the presidency, is how states are governed. And what you saw were the two options. Vivek Ramaswamy, he put out something this past week, and it's kind of a sensational headline, but I think there's something to it, that the United States right now is in a civil cold war. Does that make sense to you, Tony? I mean, he's not the first person to say that. He's like the sixth. Um, I have (laughs) kind of mentioned this before, but that's kind of Vivek Ramaswamy for me. He kind of regurgitates kind of ideas that were edgy three months ago and kind of just throws them out there. I I, I hear his sentiment. I don't think it's as bad as he makes it out to be. Uh, If you log off of the computer, if you actually go outside and touch grass, you realize, no, we're not in a cold civil war. I do think that 
politically, we are very divided. I do think that in some parts of our country, things are very tense. But a cold civil war right now, uh, I don't think we're there just yet. Seems like the Democrats are pretty united. Uh, It's the Republicans that got a lot of friendly fire going on in their party. So let's um, we've got two minutes here with Tony Kennett. The debate tonight uh, for uh, contestants, if you will, DeSantis, Haley. It's like a game <laughs> show. <laughs> Christy and uh, right. Vivek, what are we expecting tonight? Are we going to learn anything new tonight? Uh, yeah, we're going to learn that Vivek and Christy should drop out already. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that there's really any reason that either of them are up there. Vivek is running to be Trump's VP. He's not going to get it. It's going to be Haley. Um, mm. And so you're going to wander into this election with Trump, who's claiming to be anti-establishment, who will pick the VP establishment candidate. By the yeah. way, there's my prediction. You know, go ahead and write that one down now. DeSantis will get up and throw some punches. Christie will look really awkward. Um, I honestly wish that Trump was on the stage because I would love to see yeah. him talk policy. I think that would be really good for his campaign. But, you know, I don't make the rules. Got about a minute left here, Tony. What's the political future of Ron DeSantis? Let's say that he rides this thing out, eventually drops out, finishes in second place, doesn't become the VP, his time's up as governor in Florida. What's the future for Ron DeSantis? I don't have a solid clue. I don't. I think that there's a chance he might run again uh, in 28. Um, I have heard kind of interesting things kind of under the radar about maybe future aspirations for him regarding the Senate. I don't think that there's really any weight to those. I think that, honestly, DeSantis represents a third of the Republican Party, and there's really not a clear outlook as to what the next third looks. I Honestly, I think you should take Ronald McDaniel's job. He knows how to get people elected. Hmm. That's a great point. Yep. Great point. What's coming up on the Tony Kinnett cast tonight at 7 o'clock? Uh, we've got a little bit on just the absolute goofiness of Lib Journos, you know, dry humping everything inside and acting <laughs> sanctimonious online. So stick around for that. The dry humping begins at 7 o'clock tonight <laughs> here on 93 WIBC. Tony Kennett, we appreciate it, my man. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.